Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of on to the next one i am back i am mike heck the matchmaking hat has returned following ufc san diego following a week of the rona which still will not leave me for some reason but we fight on we fight through because ufc san diego ended up being a pretty damn entertaining card so Let's talk some what's next for some of these amazing athletes and allow me to introduce the bestest friend that one could ever have, Mr. Alexander K. Lee. Hello, sir. Good morning. Uh, wait, Mike, how is that possible? You're, you're the best friend that anyone could ever have. So <laughs> that is seems like a contradiction. Uh, I'm really happy. Oh, yeah, I really liked Saturday's card. I actually thought the main card was better than last week's, you know, 10 out of 10 finishes banger. Um, I, I guess that's not much of a, a hot take. There were two, like, one one fight of the year candidate, one fight just before that looked like it was going to be a shoe win for fight of the night um, featuring two debuting fighters. That was super exciting. So also, also I will say, yeah, not, not, not to harp on the whole, like, oh, last, you know, Saturday's card over-delivered and the media was crapping on and all that. But, like, you know, just because a card has a lot of, finishes does not mean it's a great card if people want to see a lot of finishes there's like you know you can watch any regional international show out there you'll watch shows that have like a 90 percent finish rate but this card had finishes all finished on the main card except for two decisions which were both amazing so main card wise i thought this one uh really 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 delivered and uh and i think we were i will say for the most part as a, as a team we were pretty like positive about the the main card at least we kind of were you know we're we said the whole card lacks star power but the main card we we looked up and down the fights were like there's quite a bit of intrigue there you know yeah i think at the end of the year we will kind of remember this card it's not like it'd be like the top it's not gonna be like a top five card of the year but it's one we're gonna remember we're Mm -hmm. not gonna remember anything about ufc vegas 59 not one thing yeah not one thing 
are people I mean look Sergey Sergey Spivak great finish people are not going to remember that no they're not going to remember that uh Jeff Neal Luke maybe I mean it was a great performance by Neal um but it was a little sad people don't want maybe just want to forget oh and of course the two ultimate fighter finales we're going to be talking about you know for the next <laughs> for not just the rest of the year for the next what year two years well we're still unpacking those two fights we're going to be comparing each finale forever to the tough 30 finale yes all of yes. them Yes. Uh, but let's let's get into this thing. Let's start with the main event. Let's start with how the card ended. Marlon Vera brutally knocks out Dominic Cruz in the fourth round. It was a very interesting fight. Cruz looked pretty damn good. All three judges had him up two rounds to one heading into the championship rounds. But Vera is just so powerful. He just needs one. And the fourth knockdown of the fight was the final one. There's a lot happening at 135 right now, AK. So there's a lot of options for Vera, none of which are really wrong here. What are we doing? What are we doing? Mike, you were very excited on Saturday's Saturday's post-fight show, saying you had like the perfect pick for Cheeto, I believe, or or you're very jazzed up about it. I have a good pick. I I like just because you said that, I spent like. 15 extra minutes like trying to make this pick because I couldn't think of anything that I thought was super interesting. Uh, I only want Cheeto to fight up after that win. He is number seven in our rankings. I don't know if uh, who's it. Yeah, he's number seven in our rankings. I think ahead of him is all UFC people. Um, I know we have some ba- uh, Bellator guys in there as well. I don't know if we put them above Cheeto. So I I, I just want to see him fight the Corey Sandhagen Song Yadong winner. Uh, Song Yadong is behind him in our rankings and in my own personal rankings, but I think would be at least ahead, maybe jump ahead or be in the range if he beat uh, Corey Sanhagen. Then we get that nice rematch uh, for a fight that happened, I want to say, two, well over two years ago now. And by the time it rolls around, it'll be like 18 months, closer to 18 months. Uh, so, yeah, if that rematch happens, that's great. A lot of people thought Vera won the first fight, uh, but he was on the wrong end of a decision. And, uh, of course, Corey Sanhagen wins, gets right back on track, keeps his uh, top five spot, and uh, that, that keeps Vera busy. Because, um, you know, we debated this a lot before and after Saturday's main event. Uh, I, I just don't know if Vera's a shoe-in to, to get a title shot, um, even after that impressive win over Cruz. So, I'm just going to throw this out there. Oh, my. It's shit or get off the pot time. This is it. It's last chance time. I'm not going to talk about this man again. Oh, my God. If Henry Cejudo is serious about fighting, then this is the fight. In fact, this has always been the fight. This has been the fight since Cejudo got back into the testing pool. This is the fight that I have been saying is the fight because it's not the champion. It's not the number one contender. It's not Piotr Jan. It's nothing like that. A tough, dangerous opponent that Cejudo does have advantages over in a number of ways. And of course, Henry Cejudo made it a little bit easier on me last night because he decides to go on social media and tell the world that not only did he do it better than Marlon Vera did, but he wasn't impressed with Cheeto's performance at all, not even a little. So enough is enough. If you're not impressed with the man, then go fight him. Go fight him, Henry Cejudo. This is the one. And if you win... You can have a title shot. No one is going to complain about it. Do it at the end of the year. 
because Vera has options, but he's probably not going to want to wait until all the chaos unfolds at 135 pounds. He'll probably want to fight before the year is over. So I'm just going to throw that out, out there. This is a big fight for every single person involved here. The UFC, Cejudo, Marlon Vera. It works for everybody. So if, you, if Cejudo is truly serious about getting back to fighting, this is probably the best case scenario for him. Go fight Marlon Vera. If you win, you get a title shot. If you're not impressed with the man, then go out there and beat him. So that's it. This is it. Shit or get off the pot, Henry Cejudo. This is the one. If you want your title fight, go fight Cheeto Vera. This is the fight. You ran your mouth. You talked a bunch of garbage. You're not impressed. Go beat him. Go beat him and go get your title fight. There you go. How did I not see that coming? I don't know how, why. <laughs> like I said, I actually thought about this for a long time, trying to think of where you would come from. I don't know. that Now Now that you say it out loud, it seems so obvious to me, considering your excitement, considering, like I said, I wasn't sure who in the top you know, top six of the division is like a logical matchup for him. I think they're all booked. How did I not see you pulling the Cejudo card? Um, did you say if this matchup happens, then you'll never bring it up again? Or just this is the last, like, no matter what, just saying it, you're like, this is it. This is the, all the Cejudo talk you want to have for now. I'm not bringing Cejudo up anymore. Okay. It's going to come up on, it's, well, it's going to come up on a uh, heck of a morning. We all know that. And you'll have no choice as, as is your journalistic duty to talk about it. But you will not, you know, volunteer Cejudo discussion anymore going forward. Absolutely not. Okay. And, and I, even I and even if I am asked about him on a heck of a morning, I'm probably not going to spend a lot of time on it. Wow. Okay. Like this uh, is this is literally this is last chance Cejudo time. That's it. He's not gonna he's not gonna fight Cheeto Vera. Why? I, it just makes so much sense for him. He, he I don't think he thinks he has a name. I don't think he thinks Cheeto Vera has a name. Why would he just make a bunch of videos saying that he's not why impressed? Does Hen- why does Henry Cejudo <laughs> do anything? Except just get in there and fight someone. I don't know, Mike. I don't know. I can't tell you. Listen, I've never won a gold medal before. I've never won two UFC titles before. So I'm not going to tell him how to do it. I'm not going to tell him how to live his life. You know, good for him. But I am so doubtful. Um, I mean, when he put himself back in the pool, even, you know, I know he's back in the pool now. I was still like, God, is he actually going to fight someone? Because you could certainly go back into the testing pool if you know if you're willing to make that sacrifice of your time and privacy. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to fight. He can he can pull himself out of the testing pool anytime he wants. You know, he's 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 in the testing pool. He's literally kind of testing the waters. You know, trying to see if anyone will bite on his callouts and his you know like yeah all the videos he's making. I, I am very concerned now that he just doesn't he just doesn't get the matchup he's looking for. And doesn't come back. And I'm not concerned like, oh, no, I really want Henry Cejudo to come back. I'm concerned that we wasted all this time. You, Michael, wasted all your valuable time talking about him. Uh, and he just, then he just doesn't come back and fight at all. So I would love to see him fight Cheeto Vera. I, I don't think he does it. Well, then that's it. Then I've completely quit on the Henry Cejudo business if so. this fight doesn't happen. I hope so. You're a good man for entertaining it this much over the past, whatever, four, five, six months that you've had to talk about this retired fighter. Yeah. And for Dominic Cruz, this is kind of a, it's kind of tough. Cause like for me, the fight I've, I've wanted to see is him and Frankie Edgar. Frankie wants to fight at MSG. I just don't know if Cruz is going to be able to come back that quickly after getting his face shattered by the foot of Marlon Vera. So I have two options here. One, if 
Aljamain Sterling beats TJ Dillashaw October 22nd, which I actually, I, I'm picking him to do. We do the rematch between Cruz and Dillashaw. If Dillashaw becomes the champion, we do Cruz versus the winner of Haniyaya Cody Garbrandt October 1st. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd love to see him fight Garbrandt again, so that's not a bad option. And Haniyaya would be a unique, fresh matchup, so I don't mind that either. Um, I'm just, uh, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm crystal balling slash magic wanding here. I, I listen. I, we've said that Josie Aldo fight can happen anytime. I still, I'm gonna just keep pushing for it to happen as soon as possible. I also think Josie Aldo loses to Marab, so this is not a winner or loser this fight. I'm calling my shot. I think the great one, Jose Aldo, does lose to Marab Devalishvili, uh August uh, next weekend. Excuse me, um, UFC 278, and then uh, then we can make that Cruz fight happen. Because uh, yeah, we don't know when Cruz will be back, but I don't see Aldo necessarily rushing back in. Um, especially if it's a tough loss to Marab, might want to take some time off and then uh, you know reevaluate over the next four months and maybe get that Cruz fight early 2023. Fingers crossed. So a bit of fantasy booking here. I still want it to happen. And uh, if Cruz is going to fight again, which I don't think he's retired, um, yeah, give him six, give him five six months. Let's let's get this Legends fight sometime because we keep saying it can happen whenever, but boy, you you, you never know. Uh, that door can also close really fast. Yep, that's how the sport works, and the ups, the downs, the sways. It's an emotional roller coaster. This, this MMA, much like the co-main event on UFC San Diego. Nate Landwehr and David Onama is just I can't I can't describe the fight because nobody can. You just have to watch it for yourself. You have to watch the first round, then you have to watch Nate Landwehr almost kill him in the second round, and then the third round it's looking like more of the same and then David Onama somehow wills his way into almost stealing the third round with like 30 seconds left. It's just such a chaotic fight. It's was obviously the fight of the night. It's one of the fights we'll be talking about at the end of the year. And Nate Landwehr, it's just must-see TV, AK. You have been you've been sort of strumming that guitar. You've been you've been drumming the drum from the top of the mountaintop for Nate the Train. Now what do we do after this insane fight we just watched for 15 minutes in the co-main event? You know, if only we had had Joe Rogan on that call because uh, Daniel Cormier has learned a lot from Joe Rogan, but he cannot quite capture Rogan's histrionics. And my God, we might have broken a record for the amount of uh, it's overs, he got him. Uh, that's 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 it. like Landwehr went for like two two guillotines, and and uh, Rogan would have just been like, it's a, he's it's locked in, it's tight, it's tight. So I, I don't know, I don't know what Rogan would have done because in his mind that fight was probably over at least like fourteen different times, but. Uh, well done, anyway, by Michael Bisping and, and Dale Cormier and Brendan Fitzgerald. They did their best, again, to call what you have essentially said, Mike, is an uncallable fight. Um, I, I, was, I don't know what it was. He went full Tennessee after. God bless him. And uh, who did he call out? I, I honestly could not even necessarily. Billy Quarantillo? What did, he, what did he do? Did he have a name? Billy Q, Shane Burgos. Q. Yeah. Uh, there are a few that I just couldn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Again, listen, he went full Tennessee, and God bless him for it. No, uh, Nate Lambert, you make no apologies to anybody. Uh, I say just rebook the Lerone Murphy fight. This was booked at some point. I don't, I don't know if it was for this card or for another card, but that fight was booked. Lerone Murphy was uh, tweeting tweeting up a little bit during the fight, just kind of saying, like, oh, I'll take either of these guys. You know, uh, So the fight was over. Lambert was the last man standing. 
this is this would move Landwehr up the rankings. Um, not that I think that necessarily is our number one priority when booking this guy, but if there's you know if there's any thought that he could be a top twenty, top fifteen, and heaven forbid someday a top ten guy, it starts with fighting guys like Lerone Murphy. And I, again, I think you just get an exciting, uh, exciting matchup here. Um, and if you're Lerone Murphy, it's a smart call out. The guy is really hot after that fight. Um, he's a veteran, and He's going to test you. You know, maybe Lauren Murphy also just wants to be tested and see if he can either uh, be one of the guys who can bolt Landwehr in the first round, which has happened before in the UFC, or that can go to that decision and actually uh, win a war, which David Anamo was not that far off from doing. So, yeah, I'm into for just uh, giving Landwehr and Murphy another another crack. Yeah, there's no real wrong answer here. So I'll just give him one of the call outs. I don't think he's going to get Shane Burgos, but I think there's a chance he gets Billy Q. So. Give me Billy Q, the new dad, and and Nate Landwehr. There's no way that that fight is not absolutely insane. So give that to me and give it to us all. We'll all be very happy. What a fight that was. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent... You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. We also saw an incredible fight, an incredible debut from both Yasmin Haragi and Yasmin Lucindo. Incredible fight from the strawweight ladies. Haragi gets it done in the end. She impressed everybody who watched the fight. Both ladies did. 115 is a couple of prospects for sure. Again, we just there's not really a lot of wrong answers here. You just don't want to rush her too fast. I think Vanessa Demopoulos is a is a perfect name here, AK. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, I like Vanessa Demopoulos. I think she can be a popular name for the UFC. Um but there's really no protecting people in this division. I mean, the, the division is only if I'm being generous, probably 35, it's probably 35 um contracted strawweights. Uh, oh no, over forty. Okay, I'm looking at my list here. Over over forty. Um, 
But again, that is not a lot. Uh, that is not a lot for a division. So, and again, they've got a lot of, you know, fun up-and-coming names. Vanessa Demopoulos is one of them. We can't protect everyone. So, yeah, that might have to be the option there. Uh, I went with say, uh, with the same mindset here. Um, I, Loma Lukbunmi, uh, Daniel Belbita, they're fighting September 17th. Again, both fighters with, with um, I think, futures in the, bright futures in the UFC in their own right. If they can sort of start stringing some wins together. But you can't protect them. And plus, um, I think Loma, one, I think Loma's going to win that fight. And then Loma uh, Haragi is just be a friggin' ridiculous stand-up battle. So, yeah, let's just keep giving Haragi uh, exciting matchups. And uh, it could be Loma, could be Dan Alvabita, but I'm, I'm down with either of those. Yep, completely agree. Azamat Mirzakhanov is a very dangerous prospect at 205 pounds. He just destroys Devin Clark. Body shots are nasty. Finally puts him away in the third. Just, I mean, this is one of those, this is a different kind of, uh, like a next fight for a guy who made a great impression because I'm convinced this guy could beat a lot of guys in the top 15 right now. I think he's that good. But how high are you willing to, to send this gentleman, AK? I'm kind of boring, Mike. I didn't go super, you know me. I need to see three UFC fights before I start launching someone up the standings. Um, so I kept him a little bit in range. Someone who is a few spots, still a few spots ahead of him. Da Eun Jung coming off his uh, his first UFC loss. Very tough guy. Uh, I think skill-wise, I do think he's behind where Merzikhanov is in terms of both in wrestling and in striking. Um, but he's got that UFC experience, and he's got some notable wins himself. So, you know, again, not a sexy matchup, but let's keep going with um, with Merzikhanov, see, seeing how good he is. I saw a few... I saw some some pretty logical, slightly higher ranked matchups, and I have no problem with those. But for me, Don Jung, the way to go for now. So I didn't. There wasn't really one that really stood out to me until I looked on social media at one point, and there's one one name in particular. I was like, "Ooh, this is actually pretty good." It's just a matter of will, whether or not he's willing to wait that long. Jimmy Crute, Jimmy Crute called him out, said, "Let's do this in February," and. I like that one. Makes sense. Five, six months away. I know Mercado might want to get back in there a little bit sooner, but these cars are starting to fill up. And I mean, let's just say he can't. He'll come back in January. Just wait another month, and you get to fight Jimmy Crude. I think that's that's worth waiting the extra month. So yeah, I like that idea, and it's kind of a win-win for for the UFC right there in one of those types of fights. So yeah, I like yeah, that one. I- and it sounds like he may also at some point, if you look at him, may at some point drop down to 185. So, you know, he doesn't have to worry about that now. I think 205 is perfect for him. Don't worry about cutting weight. Uh, it's a thinner division. Azmat Merzikhanov, this is the place to be right now. Yeah, and if you get like a Jimmy Crute and you can beat him, uh, I think Crute has definitely been, he's definitely cracked. I know he's been in the UFC's rankings. I'm pretty sure he's cracked our top 15 at some point as well, somewhere in the, you know, 13 to 15 range. Um, still, still an exciting young fighter himself. Um, so yeah, I would love to see, um, I would love to see that happen if Mirzakhanov can wait. Uh, and also for Jimmy Crute, hey, great way to get back on track. He beats Mirzakhanov right back in that up and coming contenders talk. Um, get, get a lot of that, uh, that steam back. Priscilla Cachuera. Yes. What a performance she had against, is she now the new queen of violence, AK? Is it, is that, is that a thing? Was the nickname on the line? You know, you know, if Queen of Violence had maybe considered, I can't, oh God, I, Michael, I shouldn't say this, but 
Navy had considered mixing the martial arts a little bit. Uh, <laughs> she may have, or or the opposite. Don't mix the martial arts. Forget the striking for now. Go to your grappling, gra- grappling. Go to your jujitsu. I mean, she's got a decent submission game. So I know. Um, I don't know if it was. I think it was in her interview with with. I want to say it was, it was with Guillerme that she said like I'm really excited about like possibly getting my first UFC knockout, and that's great. You know, hunting for a knockout is great. She's a, she's obviously uh, an exciting striker. Had had a good reputation for finishes um, from KSW and from any from before the UFC. But you you really gotta know that like Cachoeira is one of uh, this took place at 135, but in as a in the flyweight division is one of its most like potent like finishers. Like she has legitimate knockout power at 125. Um, she's a good striker. I wouldn't say a great technical striker. I would think Lipsky had the advantage there, but. Listen, you wanted to turn this into a fight. Priscilla Cachoeira, more than happy to oblige. And she put her away in 65 seconds. So all the credit in the world, of course, to Priscilla Cachoeira. I mean, look, she fought her fight. She she did, she did took what was dealt to her. But boy, I, I would love to see some of her opponents try and take her down. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm underestimating her, her, her jiu-jitsu. I, I don't know. But uh, what were we talking about, Mike? What's next for uh, what's next for Zombie Girl? And does she get the... Yeah, I mean, she should take the name. She's taking name. She's she's putting people away with strikes. It's pretty great. Yes. So this woman is four and one in her last five. She's won back to back fights. Less than a year ago, we were calling for this woman to be ousted from the promotion. Because yes. she's trying to claw out the eyeballs of Jillian Disgusting. Robertson. Disgusting. Yes. But now she was kind of uh she's kind of the bell of the ball in San Diego. Crowd was supporting her. She's going having a good time. People were digging it and you know what? This is a woman who, when she made her UFC debut, she was on the wrong side of one of the all-time great ass whoopings in the history of the promotion. Valentina Shevchenko put the boots to her in a way we don't really see in women's MMA. And what she has done over the last four-plus years since then, I think she has earned the opportunity to go full circle here and... Face the sister of the champion. Let's do Priscilla Cachoeira versus Antonina Shevchenko, AK. You Mike, got a story. You... It's all written. It's ready to go. I think I hear music. Do Uh-oh. you hear music? Do you hear? Do you hear? <laughs> <laughs> we... One, Friend... two. Oh, right. Okay. It's forever. Priscilla Friends. Antonina <laughs> fighting. Oh, that's terrible. But yes, Where are that's the fight. Those? We was perfect. We're the that best. We don't get many yeah, of these. <laughs> we had two last week. Unfortunately, Mike, you were under. I, I, I messaged you. We had two. We actually had two friends forever picks. Uh, and uh, again, thanks again to Jed Mashu, by the way, for filling in last week. But we could have sang the song twice last week. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, no, Anthony Shevchenko. That's the way to go. Again, Anthony Shevchenko, a pretty smart fighter, not as uh, well rounded or as good a wrestler as her sister, but still someone I wonder if she might. You know, do some game planning here and try and not go right at Priscilla Cachoeira. Because if she does, she's probably also going to get knocked out, uh, much like Arany Lipsky did. So I like the matchup, like you said, full circle. And and you, you really reminded me, like, that Cachoeira has – how is she – she's she's like – how many lives does this woman have? Because after the Shevchenko loss, she lost her first three fights. It's not like she, like, bounced back from the Shevchenko loss with, like, oh, she, and then she had a big knockout after and the UFC's like, okay. She she was 0-3, and somehow 
stuck around and then gets a 40 second knockout of Shayna Dobson and then gets another win. The Jillian Robertson, the Jillian Robertson, Jillian Robertson thing happens. Excuse me, guys. And now she has another and, and somehow still got kept around despite again, a lot of us in the media and fans saying just cut her after that loss. Two lives already down. I don't know how many lives she'll catch where I has, but uh, I think there's a lot of people out there who are uh, are grateful that she's still around because putting on some exciting fights. I mean, even the if you didn't think she won the Gian Kim fight, they won fight of the night. So she's carved out a niche for herself against all odds in the UFC, Mike. Yeah, she is quite the story. So good on her, good win, and we'll see what's next. It should. I, I think that's the obvious choice. You have to do that fight. Gerald Mearshart, AK, I got to tell you, there have been some really wild and interesting listener suggestions for Gerald Mearshart. Oh. The man goes out there and proves all the doubters wrong. Outstanding performance as a big underdog. Third round, club and sub. What's next for GM3 after top to bottom? Like, this is probably the most complete performance of his career, and he's had a million fights. Amazing. Like, I, he, he legitimately. I think something had to be wrong with Bruno Silva. This is such an insult to Gerald Mearshart. But listen, I've, I already insulted him with my prediction where I think I uh, – people can go to MMAfighting.com. I think I predicted like a Bruno Silva knockout first – you know, round one or round two. So I've already uh, uh, insulted the great Gerald Mearshart enough. Why not? I might as well keep digging. Um, I, I think something had to be wrong with Bruno Silva. He just looks so bad. But at the same time, man, Gerald Mearshart and his team, whatever the game plan was, whatever the preparation they did – they had him figured out, you know. They had him figured out. Uh, they 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 did they did not let him. They did not let him get anything going on the feet. They were outstriking him. Mearshart rocked him before gaining that submission. He got the finish. It was an amazing, amazing, amazing performance by by GM three. And uh, I was totally down with him responding to the Andre Petrosky call out. I think there's a lot of people who thought like, well, Petrosky's kind of like so far beneath him in terms of like the level of experience. But he's also undefeated in the UFC, very high-level prospect. And again, as Mirshan has shown, he will fight anybody. He is not afraid. He is not afraid of the Bruno Silvas. He's not afraid of the Mahmoud Muradovs. He does not care. He's not afraid of the, the Hamza Shemaevs. You know, he doesn't care. These are guys that other people do not want to fight. He will sign on. Petrosky is probably the same way right now. There's a lot of veteran fighters who probably do not want to lose their spot in the standings by facing him. I love that uh, Mirshan accepted uh, said yeah listen you called me out let's do it he should be getting a higher ranked guy but it doesn't matter now i want to see these two fight and and if mirshar can derail that hype train i mean again just another feather in his increasingly impressive cap wait wait a second what's that again do i hear music again no do i hear music again friends forever yeah Andre Petrosky, that's it. I'm not sure I actually know how to sing the song. I mean, I actually listen, I should re-listen to the song again. I don't know if I know it that well. <laughs> yeah. Save of the Bell is uh, just an awful show. Um, but I love... No, no, it's great, but no. it's it's so bad that it's good. Because you okay. go back and watch yeah. it in today's eyes, and it's just awful. Um, and I highly recommend, if you've never seen this, I don't know, I'm sure all of you have, who have watched Save of the Bell, but the uh, Funnier Dice series Zach Morris is trash is just the greatest thing of all time. Have you ever seen this AK? I know I have not. You haven't seen Zach Morris is trash. I haven't. Oh, dude. So basically the, the funnier die voiceover guy takes some of the most memorable say by the bell episodes 
and knocks it down to like four minute episodes. But all of them, you go through like the, the, the plot lines and everything, but most of them all come back to Zach Morris just being a piece of shit human being. And it's hilarious. It's super fun. And now that I've said this to you, the after you watch like the first couple of these, your your day is shot because you're going to watch all of them. There's probably 30 or 40 of them. It's the best. I'm in. Good. I'm in. You know what else I'm in for? I am in for the wild card selection for UFC San Diego. We'll select one fighter we've not match made for yet, and we'll do so right now. So, AK, kick us off. Who's the wild card? There's a lot of obvious choices here. Uh, But I'm going with Martin Budai. Ooh, I didn't see that one coming. Listen, uh, Martin Budai has been on the on to the next one uh, poop list ever since he <laughs> he he grinded out a win over poor Chris Barnett. Just just mixing the martial arts all over the place on poor Chris <laughs> Barnett. It wasn't right. Uh, and now and now poor Lucas uh, Bresky, the debuting Lucas Bresky, who looked very good in the first round of the fight, kind of lost a bit of steam, but still had a, a decent level of output throughout the whole fight. I, I thought he he might have won. He loses a split to Martin Budai. I'm sure Martin Budai is a nice man. Well, I don't know about that, but let's assume he's a nice man. Still, he is a menace in the cage. Like he has, he has, he 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 beat poor Beast Boy, just out wrestled him. Did not enjoy that. Possibly stole a victory from young Lucas Bresky. He has to be stopped. <laughs> the man has one loss in his career, and I think we need to bring that man. I think we that that I think we have to go to that man to end this reign of terror. Juan Espino, if you are out there, I, I know this man does not fight frequently. I don't know where he is. He has not fought since last year. Juan Espino, save us. You, you, you defeated this man, I think, in 2017. You're his lone loss. You may be the only man in the world who can beat him. Uh, please, Juan Espino, wherever you are, let's have this re- let, rematch Martin Budai in the UFC and, 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 this, uh, and this madness because Martin Budai is, is just uh, is breaking hearts and, and making children cry every time he goes out there and, and uh, wins one of these decisions. Wow, that's a great pick. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to the flyweights. I'm going to Tyson Nam because yeah. don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years. Knocks out O'Day Osborne. I think he was the biggest underdog on the entire card. And now he's going to be a big underdog in his wild card fight because he's going to fight Manel Cap, and he's going to be an, an underdog. And I can't wait to watch these two guys fight each other. At this point, like seven months, a year ago, this fight didn't make a lot of sense. But now I think Manel's been out for so long and the guy just can't get back in there. I think after that performance from, from Tyson Nam, 19 months away, knocking out a guy who was on a roll, give him the damn fight. Let's go. If we can't get Manel Cop versus Brandon Royval, give me Manel Cop versus Tyson Nam. There you go. That's the pick. Swish. I, I still... I still want Cop versus Car France, uh, but I love—I mean, I love the Nam match. Of course, I thought about it. If I hadn't on a previous show said I wanted Car France to fight uh, Cop, absolutely, I would have gone the Nam Nam Cop direction. I, I also thought one of us would pick, uh, or you would pick Angela Hill, which is why I didn't want to go down that road. But you know, congrats to Angela Hill on getting a, a much-needed win, and also I think we'll have plenty of uh, listener picks for her as well. So she'll be covered. Angela Hill will be covered. Um, there was a lot of a lot of suggestion for Angela Hill, but obviously, you know, would have been a, a logical wild well, card choice for us. But uh, a lot of directions she can go, I think. She's tough because she's like borderline banned because she fights all the time and <laughs> true. could fight That's in true. two weeks, and yeah. no one would be surprised. So, do we have any? Oh, you know what? Let me, I'm sure we have extracurriculars. 
I have, I have, I had Sean Bradley, longtime listener of the program, uh, longtime submitter of picks to the program, reach out to me, and he is throwing in something that he forgot about a a way back check the tapes, AK way back to February fourteenth, Valentine's Day, twenty twenty one. 2021. I don't know if there's a statute of limitations here, but I want to read this message that he reminded me of oh earlier this goodness. week. There's the timestamp, February 14th, 2021. I think the fight to make at welterweight right now is Nate Diaz versus Hamzat Shemaev. <laughs> Nate Diaz fighting Poirier or Oliveira aren't going to work out, and Diaz for Hamzat would be an incredible scrap. Book it once Hamzat is healthy. And the winner fights Burns, and Burns is in book soon. So, February 14, 2021, this man went out there and, per, and picked Nate Diaz versus Hamzat Shemaev, AK. Uh, listen, I mean, the general rule is that once, you know, a fighter in a, in a matchup has been pit, has actually been actually booked, then you know all their previous sort of all the previous sort of picks for them are null and void. That that is kind of my now. This is a little bit of a different case again because it's almost like it's almost a very strong futures pick. Um, so I do think we have to give Sean a bit of credit. I I don't think we give him an ought no point. This is this February of last of twenty twenty one. February twenty twenty one. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously Kamza has fought what a couple of times since Twice. then. Twice. Nate fought. What what is what did who did Nate he, fought uh, Nate? once. He fought Leon. He fought Leon after that. Okay. So I don't know. You can't get a point. But yes, yeah, shout out. To, shout out. Listen, you get your you get your shout out. Uh, we'll send you a, a, a hat. We'll send you. A, I'm not a real hat, but like a metaphorical hat that you can pretend to wear uh, <laughs> with the ought no on it. And um, but yeah, no, uh, there will. I, I I can't give him a point. I got to know if you feel differently about it. There's too much has happened since. Um, you get a point in our hearts, but not. In your uh, no coin collection. Yeah, not in the uh, your bank account, unfortunately. Do we or have any <laughs> crypto wallet? I don't even know anymore. Do we have any other? Uh... Oh God, so much. Oh, go for it. Okay, first, uh, Marcus Begay. He calls this the Cheeto Dust edition of. Uh, onto the next one, which I like. Uh, Sean Haywood. Sean Haywood, take your point, sir, for Armin Petrosian versus AJ Dobson. Wow. Which is, uh, I just added, yes, UFC 280 October. I assumed, I thought someone else might have said it, but uh, Sean Haywood, you're the only one I can I can sort of dig up. So take your point, sir. Barry O'Reilly, uh, this this fight just developed. Um, Charles Jordan versus Nathaniel Wood. Uh, Jordan lost his opponent. Uh, Jordan was supposed to fight Landa Venata, I think, right? No, Jordan no? just fought Shane Burgos. Make that no, wasn't, but wasn't they, but who was? Uh, Andre, who was Andre Feely was fighting. Oh, fight Andre Feely. I have gotten Charles Jordan and Andre Feely mixed up so many times, and I don't know why. They have literally <laughs> nothing in common other than weight class. Um, anyway, so Charles Jordan versus Nathaniel Wood. Looks like that's going down September 3rd. So, Barry O'Reilly, take your point, sir. Well done. And listeners had a bunch of uh, together. Well done, guys. You got a bunch of them. Tetsuro Tyra, CJ Vergara, October 15th. Uh, Phil Hawes, Roman the Leeds, October 29th. Derek Brunson, Jack Hermanson, December 3rd. And it looks like nothing official yet, no contract signed, but uh, they are definitely talking about the Yuri Prochka Glover to share a rematch, uh, hopefully for UFC 282, December 10th. Now, Mike, I also have a. Uh, I also have a. Uh, for everyone, because. Oh, let me. Oh, because. <laughs> 
<laughs> we really need to get this proper soundboard. Um, because I don't know how none of us got. No, I should say it, we've talked about this kind of a weird pick, but I'm surprised that with all the the, the picks that have gone for both these women, uh, it wasn't. No, no, no one said McCann versus Aaron Blanchfield, uh, UFC 281, November 12th. And again, you you and I and the staff have discussed like why this wasn't like an obvious pick, but. I have a lot of faith in the Otno listeners, and I thought someone out there, and if I missed it, please DM me, guys. You know, DM me, hit me with a screenshot. If I missed it and someone called for this, let me know. I don't think that was the case. Um, I don't remember anyone mentioning it. And again, I don't blame people for not mentioning it, but Mike, I thought we, I thought, you know, our net would have caught this one. Yes, I agree. Uh, I want to quickly read a message from our pal, uh, our studying medical expert, uh, Nicklinville, who wanted to talk about. Uh, flash knockouts. And I'm not going to read this whole thing. It's very in-depth and very thorough. I'll try and dumb it down, mostly really for myself. And uh, if it helps anyone else to understand this, that's great. Um, because we saw Dom get knocked down quite a few times. Uh, we saw Dom get knocked down quite a couple times before actually getting knocked out in the main event. And of course, the land where Onama fight had all kinds of crazy, both guys just getting rocked and somehow coming back from from the brink of that uh Devin Clark got hurt really badly but there was a lot of sort of knockdowns and not knockouts so um Nicklinville just kind of explaining what could what could be the difference between a flash knockout and like an actual knockout and uh, I'll read this once the force is uh great enough we experience a lapse in consciousness the disruption of consciousness actually hyper excites our brains increasing oxygen and glucose consumption along with neuro neuronal Firing. I'm assuming this is a real word, Nick. Don't make a fool out of me. And he theorizes, he said, this is an evolutionary adaptation to wake us up quickly after a knockout and get us out of trouble. That's why sort of flash knockouts happen. And guys later say like, you know, oh, I didn't even remember that round or what happened. We've heard that a lot. So and he's kind of just speculates that like, but if the damage is is too big or the trauma is too strong uh, and instead uh, exhausts the glucose and uh, neuro slash neurotransmitters, and you get more of a real knockout. Anyway, I'm I'm sorry. I probably Nick, I apologize. I probably read this out wrong, but yeah, interesting theorizing why we see kind of these fighters so, take so much damage uh, in these fights, and then sometimes all it takes is one shot to knock them out. So it's a lot going on in that. There's a lot going on in there, Mike. Yes. There. Well done. And let's wish a happy trails because we always forget when we try to leave it to the end of the show to both uh, Nina Nunes who retired officially uh after her fight and uh of course uriah hall earlier this week probably buried under a bunch of other headlines uh says he's stepping away from mma and i don't know if that means he's never coming back but he's certainly had a long enough career and i would think is of the age where he should consider a a, a permanent retirement um yeah but uriah hall always a compelling uh, fighter and personality at 185 pounds probably the greatest knockout in ultimate fighter history um, his spinning uh, kick of Adam Adam Sella, and uh, you know he's fought the best of the best. Has had a, has had a really good career, and uh, Nina Nunes also Nina Nunes I think also has had kind of an under more underrated career. I think her win over Claudia Gadelia ages really well. I think the competitive fight she had with Tatiana Suarez, the last fight of Suarez's career so far, ages really well. Um, I think she really made a name for herself outside of people saying like, oh, she just you know she ended she married. Amanda Nunes, like she had, a, I think she had a really good career of her own, and I think she's walking away at the right time and and for the right reasons. Agreed. Happy trails to to, to both of those fighters. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. 
a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Should we get to the picks? Let's, let's do it. Standard disclaimer, guys. Uh, listener picks. Categories rule for out no points. Please, guys, pay attention Weight class, people who have fought already recently, notable injuries. You guys should uh, people who aren't with uh, the promotion anymore, uh, and uh, especially if they're already booked, guys. That's so easy to check. And if they're teammates, um, I'm adding another rule, Mike. People, please don't give me this or like, oh, this person should fight this guy or this guy or this girl or this girl. Enough of that crap. All right, pick pick a name or pick a fight and the, like the winner slash loser of that fight. That's acceptable. But if you say this or I, I've been omitting these anyway, but I still keep getting them. I'm not reading out if you have two options. You get, you get one option, guys. You get one option. It's either a specific name or you pick up or a fight that's coming up and, and someone from that fight. That's it. That That is your what you can do. Your pictures might be doo-doo and we don't want to read it. And I also want to remind, want to remind people just for this week's special rule. Uh, Priscilla Cachoeira is not a bantamweight. Okay, that fight was at 135 because it was pushed back a week. I saw a lot of bantamweight matches for Priscilla Cachoeira. No. I don't think she's sticking around at 135. If she is, fine. I, I'm I'm wrong. But this was not her moving up to 135. This was a 125 fight where both women made weight last week. Or Priscilla Cachuera did. Ariane Lipsky didn't. And uh, they didn't want to have to try and cut down to 125 again. So she's not a bantamweight. All right. Let's get after this thing. Robbie Ryan. I only got to see the last two fights. Got to go back and watch the replays. But just on the main event, Vera is prepared to wait it out. Give him the title shot after Aljo TJ. This will likely not be till January, February next year, though. Otherwise, the Aldo Marab winner would be suitable. I know the dates don't really line up, but I would love to see Vera versus Sanhagen if he beats Song Yudong. I know, disclaimer, but it's... uh. He kind of just checked off all the boxes. No, that there. one's okay. No, like we said, ifs for matchups. Oh wait, did he say he said he said just the Sanhagen if he beats Sung Yudong, right? That's the one he would like want to see as a fan the most. Oh, that's fine. Oh wait, what was the other thing he said? Uh, otherwise, the Aldo Marab winner would be suitable. Oh come on! All right, whatever. <laughs> we'll, well, you just won't get a point for it. That's all. Yeah, we'll that's all. We'll that's all. Out. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. we'll read about it. Second point. Dad Jackson, Quinlan versus Nick Maximoff, Benitez versus Leo Santos, Budai versus Justin Taffa. Merzikhanov versus Tyson Pedro. Pedro is booked to fight Harry Hunsucker, but I think you, I, I would assume that we're. You are so generous. Nah, I'm not gonna call it doo doo. You're not. so generous, and I can't believe you glossed over Quinlan versus uh, Maxwell. Quinlan is not a middleweight. Oh, Quinlan yeah. is not a people. I saw people, a, a few people asked about this. Like one, I don't know. It's not hard. guys. If you want to check weight classes again go to topology they have a very comprehensive one what weight class they fight in and what weight class they've recently fought in um you can even check the, he weighed in 175 guys he, he was well under the catch weight limit he's not a, he's not a middleweight mike i'm already salt i'm already salty and i'm sorry i should have said this at the beginning i have the doo-doo pick to end all doo-doo picks i just i want to hype it up because i know sometimes people gloss over the listener picks i know we go on for a while but please stay till the end of the listener picks i can't I wait just, or i guess you could just scrub to the end of the episode stay to the end of the listener picks I have a really stinky, stinky doo-doo pick. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, uh, Landwehr versus J- JSP. Cheeto versus the Marab Aldo winner. Gerald Mearshard, AK, versus Darren Till. Oh, I like it. 
I wish he called him out. That was so good. That's a good one. Does that take away the the the, the doo doo stuff? Oh no, no, no Mike. No, Mike, I'm about to ruin your day. Oh no! All right, let's continue <laughs> on. Matt Ravelli. All right, to start this off by having Cheeto face the winner of O'Malley versus John for a title eliminator, Landwehr versus the loser of Jordan versus Nathaniel Wood. Last pick for me as a slight caveat. I want GM three to face the action man Chris Curtis if he wants to stay at middleweight for another fight. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Like uh, Chris Curtis Chris Curtis has not said anything about dropping down to 170. We keep saying he should drop back down to 170, but he's been having a good time at 185 outside the Hermanson fight. So, yeah, I mean, if a fight with Gerald Mearshart came up, I think he would take it. Not yeah. an easy fight at all, but I think he'd, he'd entertain it for sure. That's a good one. Toby Foster-Taylor. All I want and have wanted for ages is Marab versus Cheeto. Win-loss for a title at some point. Just give it, give me it soon and for five rounds. Landwehr versus Billy Q. Let's have Gerald jump up to 205 to fight Paul Craig for some jujitsu fun. Uh, there you go. And he also said, I understand I didn't explain who I want for Cheeto, but you kind of did. Uh, but man, I don't care. Just anyone and everyone. I'm enjoying the ride. Yudong, Corey, Jose, Piotr, Sugar, Aljo, they can all get it. Like it. John Ray, Nam versus Cop, Hill versus Pinheiro. Merzikana versus the Walker Kuchalaba loser. Landwehr versus Caceres. Cruz versus Font. I would say Edgar, but he wants to fight in November, and Cruz doesn't fight that often. Uh, bonus, Bo Nickel versus Sam Alvey. I'm only 70% kidding, LOL. Is it because they look the same? Is it also because of that? Not <laughs> <Maybe>. just like... <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Canadian Brian. Good morning, Mike and AK. Mike, hope you're feeling better this week. I was away at the cottage this weekend, but broke out the Bell 5 TV app to watch the main card. Priscilla Cachuera versus JJ Aldrich. Uh, Merzikana versus OSP. I really wanted Kudalaba, but I guess he's fighting Walker 279, so maybe if one of those two falls out, Azamat can slide in there instead. Uh, Haragi versus the loser of Tabitha Ricci versus Cheyenne Velizmus. Could be the winner, too. Mm-hmm. Um, no problem with that. Nate Landwehr versus Alex Caceres. What is Bell 5 TV app, AK? Because you nodded. It You're is, like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a Canadian thing. No, well, Bell is one of the, our uh, major cable and internet providers up here in Canada. And the Bell 5 Bell Five app is just, you know, so it's like an app you know, so you can watch TV on your phone, which is what we have up here. So just a Canadian thing. All right, let's go to Marcus. Josh Quinlan versus Matthew Semmelsberger. Mearsharp versus Oleg Zaychek. Cachuera versus Karine Silva. Mirzakhanov versus Nego Mirianu, Yerg, y- Hargi versus Emily Decody, Nate Landwehr versus Joannison Brito, Dominic Cruz versus Frankie Edgar, and a man who just, he, I mean, I got to tell you, Marcus, I've given him a hard time, but he's had some great picks as, as of late. Marlon Vera versus Henry Cejudo. Right on, wow. my man. Right Are you on. Friends forever now? That's a Friends Forever pick. I'm not singing wow. it for him, but well um, he's let me down well, many times in the past, but he's coming back. He's definitely getting into my good graces. Well done, Marcus. And let me say, because uh, it's this came up a bunch of times, I, I'm pretty okay with the Cruz-Edgar matchup, um, even though I still think it would end with Edgar somehow getting like violently KO'd. Maybe. I hate to say it. I really hate to say it. I, I Let me just, I really hope Frankie Edgar's stand-up career takes off. I think, did he debut this weekend or something? I know I saw someone promoting it. Frankie Edgar making his uh, stand. It's a very brave thing to do. Um, stand-up comedy is something I've always wanted to try, but like I, I, I again, I, I'm too scared to do it. It's just insanely 
it, it is really, really hard to do. Even for a fighter, I'm sure it's a totally different kind of nerves. So, Frankie, hopefully you can have a career in stand-up comedy uh, and we see you on like a problematic Netflix special or something in five years. I don't know. but uh, And you never have to fight again. But I, 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 I'm okay with the Cruz Edgar suggestion. Thick bear. Josh Quinlan versus Preston Parsons. Tyson and Bruno Silva. Benitez versus Malarkey would be explosive. Both men are hovering around 500 in the UFC and have durability issues. Budai versus Dawkins. Benitez versus Malarkey. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. I like that. Budai versus Chris Dawkins would be a great build-back fight, but more likely it's Juan Espino. There you go, AK. Hey. Angela Hill versus Dakota. Mirshar versus Edmund Shabazian would be a good comeback fight for Edmund. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to avoid. We're trying to avoid. Uh, although, although K one Mearshard is is a bad dude, so I don't know. I don't like it for Shabazian. I don't think that is like a comeback like no. fight for him. I'd pick Mearshard to win that fight. I like the uh, Angela Hill Dakota suggestion. I, I saw that a few times as well. Because um, uh, Dakota beat Penny. Penny and, and Angela Hill are uh, very good friends, and uh, yeah, like I like the revenge angle there. Hargi versus Vanessa Demopoulos, David Onama versus Shah Yilan. And then he. Uh, ner- yeah, Nerd and BK, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is important, he says. We cannot let Onama get turned into another Mike Perry, Orlando Venata, who takes tons of damage in their early fights, gets pigeonholed as action fighters, and then never develop. Shailian I- is a good grappling test that lets him fight without a war. I, I don't think that's the case with Onama anyway. I mean, for the first like half, this is, this is like damning with faint praise. For the for the first half of the first round, I was like, I was like, Onama looks like amazing. Like he looks like this is what a featherweight contender looks like. He looks so patient. He knows how he has a good jab. He knows how to use his range really well. He has clearly has power. I'm pretty sure he knocked Landbro out in the first round. And then woke him back up with punches or, or, or hitting the ground woke Landver up. I'm not sure. So I don't I don't think it's a risk of Anama getting caught in brawls like that. Again, that's just kind of the nature of Landwehr's existence. Um, I think Onama will learn a lot from this. And I, I, I don't think he becomes just an action fighter again. The, the, this was a unique circumstance, which uh, which hopefully for Onama doesn't doesn't happen again, even though, you know, hey, fight on the night bonuses are great. But um, all the damage to your brain and body, uh, not so much. He also likes the Cheeto Vera versus the Song Yidong, Corey Sanhagen winner idea as well. Uh, Jared Biagin, last one. Dominic Cruz versus Rob Font. Nate Landwehr versus Andre Feely. Azamat Mirzakhanov versus Alonzo Menafield. Angela yeah. Hill versus Carolina Kovalkiewicz, which I like that idea. I know Angela called for that one at MSG. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I didn't get a lot of that. I got like maybe one or two people suggest that. I thought like that's such a cut. That, that that's such a tailor made logical fight. I was amazed everyone didn't just jump on that. Uh, jump on that suggestion. Yeah, Tyson Nam versus Cody Durden and Gabriel Benitez versus Terrence McKinney. AK. Oh, um. I do like it for Terrence because, you know, uh, as much as I want to see him get like a big name fight like a Patty Pimblet or, or a higher ranking opponent, um, I do still think he's so young in his UFC career. You just give him exciting, potentially exciting matchups, right? And um, I do consider Mowgli to be an exciting fighter. I actually really like that and I, I kind of hope it happens. Again, I know McKinney, again, maybe aiming for um, for a bigger name, but hey, Mowgli's been around. Mowgli's been around in two divisions. He's a veteran. He's got the ultimate fighter winner shine. I'm into that. All right. Well, that's my, th- those are my listener right. picks, AK. All right, Mike. I'm not going to try not to repeat too many of those, but uh, I will say I was surprised 
and I, I think if if I'm if I listen to all your picks, uh, all the, your listeners correctly, there wasn't that many calling for Cheeto to get that title shot. No, there's it, one who has said that he would like to see it, just give it yeah. to him and just see what happens. But yeah, um, no one. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of people who were like, gotta give him the title shot. Yeah, I only got a handful. The the most I saw was uh, he gets the loser of that fight that seemed to be the most common thing not, not a lot of people saying he should get the winner of the upcoming title fight so i mean that's fair that's fair but um I, I think it shows we were sort of correct in our assessment that he's a bit he's a bit farther away than um really his record and accomplishments suggest because he's done enough to be the number one contender uh that's just in this division that's really tough for anyone to to sort of make that definitive statement as i think a bunch of these guys who are fighting soon are going to find out um yeah, a lot of us were with on Kachuera, Shevchenko. Really, you read a lot of the consensus picks. Oh, well, here's one I liked. Mearshart versus Calvin Gastelum. Uh, now, Gastelum, for anyone asked, is still ranked in the UFC's top 15. He's still in my top 15, as Shaheen Al-Shadi keeps making fun of me for. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to keep him in our in the global rankings, but he has fallen out. Uh, Liam Perry wrote, uh, I don't know if Bruno Silva was slow or Mearshart was plugged into the Matrix. Head movement looked great. Always fun watching Mearshart fight, win or lose. I'm going off topologies rankings here. Okay, I'll allow it. But Mearshart is knocking on the top 15 now, and I don't see why he's calling out a fighter behind him in the rankings. Talking about Petrosky. I'm going with Gaslam. Top 15 name for Mearshart with a decent chance of winning. So I, I see the logic in that. I see the logic in that. I, I And if you're Gaslam, that's a guy you should consider fighting too. So I'm down for that for sure. Uh, a lot of Budai versus uh, Mike, your guy, Paca Porta. Paca! Uh, a lot of that. Uh, Gavin Benitez, Mason Jones, that was a cool matchup. And a lot of Josh Quinlan coming off that one-punch knockout versus uh, Mike Mallott. All right. I don't want to keep people waiting too long for this legendary doo-doo pick. Which, uh, so I'll go to our email first. Uh, our pal Tristan Gordet did not like the Petrosky call-out. Uh, AK, could someone call Andrew Petrosky? Oh, sorry, did not like it, the... The, uh, Petrosky calling him out in the first place, calling out GM3. AK, can someone call Andre Petrosky's manager? Tell him to pipe down his fighter over there. You called out Gerald Mearshart. He loved Gerald's response and then had some words for Bo Nickel. Let's calm down, buddy. You're not that guy. <gasps> uh, wow. Listen, I love how brash Petrosky is, so I don't have a problem with it. I, I, I But I've always been an advocate of unrealistic call outs i say call people out you you just never know what's going to happen you never know if you're going to get it so hey maybe he doesn't get um bo nickel or maybe he doesn't he shouldn't want to get bo nickel <laughs> maybe he doesn't get gerald Mearshart. but hey we saw gerald response so i don't got a problem with either of those uh Otno coin collector i want to read their intro viva mexico great night gym three with a veteran type fight bruno silva did not look like the same guy congratulations to nina nunez i applaud her decision hope to see her behind other fighters on the come up Perhaps the next generation. Yeah, who knows? Her, uh, could be could Reagan could be a fighter someday. The, the, the next child they have. Who knows? Mirza uh, Khanov versus Philippe Linz. Uh, Nam versus Zalgis Zumagulov. I like that one. Uh, okay, guys. So I got to skip over some of these. We, I got a lot of responses for UFC San Diego. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Uh, what did I like here? Hoop God Will. Mirza Khanov versus Ryan Spann. Sure. Marcus McGahey, Mike, what do you think of this one? Mearshart versus Anthony Hernandez, Andre, Mark Andre Barrio, winner, fighting September 17th. Do you like either of those? Do you like one more than the other? It's fine. 
don't love it either option. Hernandez would be fun because Hernandez is fun against anybody. But if we're having if 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 we have issues with the Petrosky one, we have to have issues with this one. Uh, Toby Kinsella Budai versus Walt Harris. I feel like we're going in the wrong direction here. Hmm. Hmm. I have to think about that one. I don't need to see Mark Budai steal a decision from Walt Harris or grind out a decision. This is not <laughs> no. That's just gonna bum me out. But if Walt like loses a decision, is that really the worst thing? The the way that Martin Budai wins decisions, yes. We're trying to avoid this man getting like seriously badly knocked out. That's what we yes, don't want to see. Is, Anything is, else is a win. I don't want to see him get. No, you don't want to see him get Budai'd. Juan Espino, save us. Uh, Chris Chris Martin says, oh, Tyson Nam versus the Mokayev Malcolm Gordon winner. Again, I would pick Mokayev there. So imagine him fighting. Imagine that being the next test for Mokayev, the veteran knockout artist Tyson Nam. That could be fun. Hmm. I think I, I don't know. If, again, I don't know if uh, Tyson's defensive wrestling really is, is enough to deal with Mokayev. But I do like the uh, the gap in experience. And I like Mokayev possibly getting to add a name like Tyson Nam to his resume if he, if he can get past him. Not against it. Uh, James McDonald, someone who was someone who threw out Action Man versus uh, Gerald Mearshart. Like I said, I'm into it. Uh, let me drift a little bit down here. Again, apologies to everyone who we don't have time for this week. Uh, Hayes Bethard, I want to read their Mearshart versus Petrosky thoughts. Uh, the question must be asked. <laughs> Mearshart dropped Bruno Silva. Alex Pajeda didn't. Uh, was Mearshart meant to be in glory kickboxing this whole time? Uh, I'll give him what he called for after the fight and pick Andre Petrosky. I'd worry this is rushing Petrosky a bit, but I thought it was rushing him when they matched up with Maximoff. So why not give him a GM3? Okay, I'm into that. Sorry, guys. One second. Excuse me. All right. Pardon me. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a cough there. Uh, Fastbender J, rebook uh, Yasmin Hadagi versus Estela Nunez. Uh, Barry O'Reilly. I want to read out some of Barry's thoughts here. Again, Barry always takes time to write out some some deep thoughts. So, Barry, I will uh, give you some time today. Landwehr versus Shane Burgos. This may be too big of a step up, but I've been on the Landwehr train, pun intended, since his debut. And I'm riding the current hype for all I can. Probably the two most entertaining fighters in the featherweight division. Two ass-kicking zombies. That's saying a lot. But after seeing some of their recent fights, um, maybe not Burgos's. Well, Burgos's recent fight was interesting to watch. Maybe not a banger. Um, also, we, uh, Burgos, we still, he still needs to resign, right? We, we don't know. He's a, technically still a free agent, right? Yes. Yeah. We assume he'll come back. I, I'm, I don't see why he would leave. Uh, oh, think, here, listen to this. Listen to this one, uh, Mike. Dominic Cruz versus Uriah Faber 4. If Faber is willing to come back, this could be a fun bit of nostalgia. As it stands, it's 2-1 to one Cruz. If Faber got a win, we could go for the fifth fight and have all these fights in California. Perfect fight night main event or pay-per-view card opener slash co-main. Huh. But mm. they're like buddies now. So it's yeah. not a... I don't know. Also, there's really no unanswered questions. I mean... Yeah. I, I, think, I think we know who the better fighter in the matchup is. I think so, too. And Marlon Vera versus Ricky Simone. I know this is a crazy suggestion, but it is log jammed at the top. And while it is a great win, Cruz was ranked behind Cheeto. This is true. I agree. That's right. I think the winners of uh, Song Yadong Sanhagen, Alda Marab, and Yan O'Malley all have more of a claim to the title shot. Make this fight while he waits for the top of the division to play out. And even if Chudo loses, 
you have a new contender in the impressive uh, Simone. Again, I don't like it, Mike, because um, I, I think Cheeto should be done fighting backwards. But I don't know. I don't know if you think that's a good move for him. I'm with you. Yeah. No more fighting backwards. And Ricky Simone is a great, great talent and should will be in the top 10 soon. But he's not quite there yet. Uh, okay, okay. I got to skip it. The combat guy, Quinlan versus Court McGee. Damn. Too soon? Eh, I think so. A little too soon. But you never know. You never know. Court Court's coming off of a knockout loss his last fight, so. Uh, and they add, by the way, how fun would Merzakana versus Kendi Enzichuku be? Five uh, ten Merzakana versus six foot five Kendi Enzichuku. Yeah, I, I think he'll maybe drop down to middleweight before that happens, but I, I don't know. Who knows? And uh, uh, Four Corner Sports NY, Friends Forever Moment with Me, rebook Laron Murphy fight, and uh, Mirshard versus Jacob Malkoon. Okay, and Francesco, our man in Italy. Uh, Mr. Uh, Ferguson versus Pimblet himself. Uh, Landwer versus Caceres. Benitez versus Kirk. All right. All right. I'm so few, excited. We're I'm a few so moments excited. away. We're a few <laughs> moments away. Okay, but first, I've got to show some love to one Mr. Uh, Ryan Henson, longtime listener, first timer with picks. Uh, Cheeto, build up to Cheeto O'Malley 2. He says, silliness, silliness for days. Oh, sorry. I kind of hope Sugar beats Piotr uh, Jan so we can build up to that. Okay. Nate Landwer. I, I shouldn't read this, but we just got his x-rays back. Like we just got his x-ray. Do you hear about this? And uh, he's got that dog in him. Uh, so, I saw so much of that on Twitter. So my uncomfortable watching Onama on the stool after round two. Statement win for Nate, but let's give him another banger. Billy Q fireworks. Uh, how do he's impressive? Give her Demopolis next. Shout out to the iron chin on Lucindo. But if she could throw anything other than a hook, maybe she wouldn't get hit as much. And I uh, want to do a wild card pick for Angela Hill. But gave a bunch of options. The winner of uh, Valise Miss Ricci. Uh, or reward the hell out of a gutsy performance on a week's notice over a highly touted prospect. And give her the loser of Jan Shonan Mackenzie Dern. Uh, Hill Shonan 2 or Hill Dern. So it's like a fun main card fight night. Uh, fight on a fight night. Thanks again for your tireless work. Shout out to Boston Mike. Let's Thank go. You, uh, James Sherwood Cachuera versus Maverick Shiny Young winner August 20th. Uh, Merzikana versus Craig Sure. Thomas Baxter. Vera versus Sanhagen after he beats Sonya Dong, calling a shot. I agree. Uh, Quinlan versus Lazez. Landwehr versus Arosa, uh, Julian Arosa, Juicy J after he loses to Akeem Dawadu, UFC 279, September 10th. All right, Mike. Now, this pick comes from this, uh, <laughs> what I will call the doo-doo pick of the week, which is not going to be a regular thing because we know we are not encouraging this. We're not encouraging doo-doo picks. If, you, if you're angling for a doo-doo pick of the week, I'm just not going to read it out. We will skip you. And I will know, by the way, if you're doing it intentionally. <laughs> but this is from Turd Ferguson. Oh, no. Good picks here. Did you, have you gotten messed from Turd Ferguson before? Didn't you? I, I've, I've t- yeah. Turd Ferguson is a, is a regular. Yes. Turd with D's? Okay. I don't know why they said to me. Maybe maybe they haven't made it past your doo-doo detector. Slip past mine. Some of the good picks here. I don't mind Angela Hill versus Watterson 2, Budai versus William Knight, Benitez versus Gonzalez. This is good stuff. Mike, this is bad. <laughs> this is a bad pick for Gerald Mearshart. Um, Gerald Mearshart versus... Uh, hold on. Is this fight, when is this fight happening? Uh, one second. One second. I'm sorry. I got to build this up a lot. Uh, I guess this fight is happening. October 1st. Uh, Brendan Allen versus Christoph Jocko. It's it's bad on just so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> they well yeah, Mirsha just fought. It changed Literally, his whole yes. entire training camp regimen 
because of the Jocko fight and him and Brennan Allen are like very good friends. Like if you interview Gerald Beerschart, he has, <laughs> he has a fight kit shirt of Brennan Allen hanging on his wall behind him as he's doing interviews with other people. Uh, he's got Brennan Allen gear hanging on his wall. This so again, is, for everyone, this is very one guy, <laughs> one guy, somebody's trained with a lot and a very good friend. The other guy literally just fought him four months ago. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, people, you can send your non duty pics to me on Instagram <laughs> at Alexander KK Lee or on Twitter at Alexander K. Lee. Uh, my DMs are open or hit me up. Email alex.lee at SBNation.com. Uh, yeah. Do what you usually do. Instagram M underscore heck JR. Appreciate it very much. We'll be back next week. We'll be live, I believe. Hopefully I've kicked this entire sickness. Um, and I feel like normal and I can get back to normal life and just feel better about myself. But we got UFC 278 going down next Saturday. Kamara Usman, Leon Edwards, the main event for the welterweight title. Paulo Costa, Luke Rockhold, the co-main event. Jose Aldo, Marab Dwalish, Willie. Marcin Tybora versus Alexander Romanov. Yes, I believe my number eight heavyweight on the planet returns and will probably mop the floor with Marcin Tybora because Romanov is that good. Tyson Pedro versus Harry Hunsucker on a main card, on a pay-per-view in the year of our Lord, 2022. When you pay your 75 USD, that's the first thing that's going to pop up on your screen. Tyson Pedro and Harry Hunsucker. Yes, and the rest of the card is, uh, it's not, not fantastic. It's not fantastic. But shout out to all the fighters who will be competing and willing and being able to try to prove us wrong. Yes, but the As rest they of this card many, is not great. Many times over the past couple of weeks, they have proven us wrong many times. We have, we have criticized both this card, uh, this past Saturday's card, and last Saturday's card. And uh, there were a lot of there was a lot of great actions. So fighters, yes, continue to prove us wrong. Mike, I had to tell people by the way, I will not be here next weekend. I will <gasps> be out of town. Yes, I will be out of town for a friend's wedding. So I just want to warn people. I don't know what's gonna. I don't know who's gonna be with you on hopefully still a live edition of uh, of on to the next one. But it, it shan't. Maybe I can call in from where I am. We'll see. No, 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 no. I can't make those promises. I definitely cannot make those promises. No, no, no. no. We'll figure it out. Okay. Maybe we'll bring Jed back. Yeah. He did a great job. That's good. Well, find out who my co-host will be next week right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, the future of work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.